Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Harvest Horror Fest. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode on the Real Film Nerds. But this one's a special episode because we're starting our uh, second annual Harvest Horror Fest. And uh, we're going to review a movie that is a lot of fun. And um, Matt, do you want to just give us the rundown? Or, uh, well, actually, let me introduce myself. My name is Mysterious Mike. And uh, with me is uh, my co host. Uh, what is it, Matt? Um, what is your, your, your title? It's alcoholics. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So alcoholic Matt. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, uh, Matt, do you, uh, want to talk a little bit about this movie or, you know, I really like the, the tagline of this movie, so I'm just going to read that real quick. Well, well, but Mike, Mike, I have a question, Mike. Okay. What is the Harvest Horror Fest? Oh, yes. And why do we do this in the month of October every year? You're right, Matt. I was skipping over all these things. So, uh, uh, the Harvest Horror Fest is a time to celebrate all the terrible horror movies that I've watched in my life that I, uh, some reason love. And, uh, I, I, I really like talking about horror movies and I go see pretty much every horror movie that comes out. I don't know. I just, I love the genre. And, uh, yeah. So basically uh, the month of October is a reason for you to torture me by making me watch horrible, awful horror movies that you've already seen in celebration of my birthday. Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> Although last year's, uh, you made me watch, uh, that terrible one uh that cuts it down the walrus or no tusk tusk oh my gosh dude (laughs) tusk was terrible so so i feel like you got your revenge i got one of my revenges yeah and this year i'm screwed up man this year i screwed up i asked you to pick all the movies so we'll see how that goes so this year, yeah, maybe you'll sneak one in, but uh, so far, uh, we're, we're going to talk about a movie here in a second, but I was going to read the tagline. I also wanted to say that this is episode number 137. There we go. I was just going to ask you what episode number we're at. All right. So, Matt, am I all caught up? I, I don't normally do the intro, so I was a little... little uh, You're a little flustered? Off. Yeah, yeah, a little flustered. It's all good, man. I know, it's hard. It's hard being the captain of the ship. Next thing, you're going to have to edit the episode, too. Yeah, yeah, that's the next thing. <laughs> and run the website. And uh, learn how to tweet. Oh, man. Uh, I would dread tweeting. Well, because we already know you're a master of the snap dick. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Big ones, thick ones, <laughs> juicy ones. Some as big as your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to stop interrupting you. Okay, Mike, go ahead, dude. What uh, For episode 137 of the Real Film Nerds podcast, what are we talking about? Give us the tagline. Come on, man. All right. So we are going to be talking about the movie that has the tagline, In Space, No One Can Hear You Scream. And, it, of course, this is... The movie Alien uh, from 1979. And uh, 
Matt is going to give us the entire rundown, but uh, we're just excited to review this because it's its 40th year anniversary. So I thought we should watch it in honor of that. Dude, it seriously is like one of the best taglines of a movie, let alone a sci-fi movie, let alone a sci-fi horror movie. It's just perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, no, it's great. All right, so Mike, let's do it. I will give you the rundown. Let's see how good I am at reading IMDb, a.k.a. the Internet Movie Database, the unofficial sponsor of the Real Film Nerds podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, these days they'll give us money. No, they probably won't because I think everybody uses IMDb. Yeah, I think so. All right, 1979's Alien was directed by the infamous Ridley Scott. Written by Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shusett. It stars, in credits order, verified as complete. Yeah, now I'm really reading IMDb. Tom Skerritt, Sigourney Weaver, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, John Hurt, Ian Holm, Yafet Kodo, and Helen Horton. Let's go with the uh, synopsis. Let me find one that's not super, super long. All right, here we go. This one will work. After a space merchant vessel perceives an unknown transmission as a distress call, its landing on the source moon finds one of the crew attacked by a mysterious life form, and they soon realize that its life cycle has merely begun. Yeah, that was good. Not bad? I'm okay? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can replace Mysterious Mike Talent, though, but I gave it my all. No, no. You know, you pronounced everything just a little too clearly and cleanly. So, I don't... I'm really just terrible, so... So, okay, how about this? Sigourney Weaver. Better? <laughs> yeah, better. Getting better. All right. Tom Skareet. i'll stop picking on you all right all right mike so i know alien and horror films and sci-fi are near and dear to both of our hearts probably yours a little bit more i know you're a huge fan of aliens and horror i'm more of a fan of sci-fi so mike um go ahead lead us off on talking about alien for the harvest horror fest uh, yeah, so it's hard for me to believe, uh, I guess this is what happens when you get old, that uh, it's it's like, uh, Alien, the 40-year anniversary, come catch it in theaters on uh, October 13th. And I'm like, oh, that's 40 years. I couldn't believe it. Um, Dude, it just goes yeah. back to what I was talking about in Joker, that we're both just old as crap. Yeah, no, uh, but I remember when I... F- I don't remember exactly what year I first saw it, but I remember when I saw it, it was so impactful. It was so good. And I think it was one of those marathons that was on TBS or whatever, so I got the like edited version. But you still get most of the stuff in this movie, because for the most part, this movie is not that violent. There are some aspects, but it's it's nothing like the, the movies that are after. Uh, Aliens, Alien 3... Alien Resurrection, um, Alien Covenant. So, 
it was uh, it was just awesome. And then when I actually, I think I rented the tape probably from our old uh, favorite movie store, Hastings, for forty nine cents, seven days. Ah, oh, those were the days, dude. I miss Hastings so bad, <laughs> so bad. I loved it when I moved to Prescott that we had one. Yeah, uh, that was th- those were the good days. But I, I think I rented it from Hastings at, at one point and watched it and was just blown away. It's such a good movie. Um, it's it's fun because it is space and like uh, space is neat and stuff. And they did a really good job on on the set design of this movie. Because even now, uh, just watching this uh, this weekend, it's still really neat now there are some things that are a little dated and maybe a little bit odd as far as there's like this the the room that they go talk to mother but other than that man i really like how they set up all the corridors and stuff it seems like it is like a spaceship that's what it would look like you know there's just pipes and there's different things running around sometimes there's some off gassing and i don't know it just the, the way that it was shot, the cinematography was really good. And and I love that they use that kind of Hitchcockian uh, technique of not really showing the alien and just alluding to what happened or having really, really quick snippets of it. Because I think the alien in this movie has a total of four minutes of screen time and the movie's two hours. Well, but dude, that's what makes a really, really, really good horror movie, though, is letting your imagination run wild instead of showing the viewer everything. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it's fantastic. Even just watching it again, man. I, I don't know. What what are your impressions, Matt, of watching this? How does it hold up to the latest movies? Uh, just watching this, you know, the couple days ago. Well, it is, uh, it's dated. I mean, there's no arguing against that. It was shot in the 70s. You're going to hate me for this, Mike, but it's very reminiscent of the technology that they use in Star Wars. You know, the look and the feel and the lights and the buttons and stuff like that, especially the room with Mother. The room with Mother kind of reminds me, now you might chastise me for this, but it kind of reminds me of the room in the matrix where they met um oh what's his name the not the gatekeeper the the source okay the source yeah the source yeah Yeah. it kind of reminds me of that like he you know they go into to work and talk with mother and type in all that stuff and whatever and like shuts behind you and it's like that this unique shape and everything and yes there's flashing leds everywhere and everything but it really kind of reminded me of like going to like the source I thought that was pretty cool, you know? But Yeah, I think it does kind of remind me of that. Overall, I mean, it's of course, you've already alluded to it. It's shot extremely well. The character, not the character, the creatures, uh, the aliens, the creature work, all that stuff is really, really well done. The spaceship outside shots, inside shots are great. It does look dated, but that's just... You know, it's a 40-year-old movie, it, but I think it still holds up real well today. So, are you ready for me to get off topic, Mike? Okay, I guess a little bit. Okay. Go for it, man. So, p- speaking about Star Wars, I got to get this off my chest. Speaking about Star no, Wars. Of course. Okay. We had Triple Force Friday last week. 
And I usually never participate in Triple Force Friday. I'm one of those collectors that just orders everything online because I know I'm probably going to get screwed if I go to the stores. I learned my lesson. I got screwed. I At midnight, after I watched our last movie, episode 136, the, uh, Joker, I went on Thursday night to the late show. I got out. It was close to about midnight, and I was like, oh, it's Triple Force Friday. You know, I'm going to go check out the Walmarts. They'll probably have stuff. I went to all three of our Walmarts. Not one of them had any of the new Star Wars stuff. Not one. So I was like, oh, well. On my way to work the next morning, I went to Target, and they had stuff. So I was very happy. So I got some of the stuff I wanted. And then I was an idiot. And I thought Walmart was finally going to you know, step up. And so I went back to Walmart. I went to the one next to my house. Nope. Still completely empty. Not even the old Star Wars stuff, all right? So, again, me being the smart person I am, yesterday, after I got done with the air show, I was like, they have to have it up by now. I'll see if they have these couple ones I'm missing. I really wanted um, a six-inch Black Series figure of the Mandalorian. I mean, the Mandalorian dude, he looks badass. So, I went to Walmart next to my house again. They still do not have anything up Star Wars related at all. The section's there. The sign that says Star Wars is there. There is nothing on the pegboards. There are no hangers even. So I, screw it. I am freaking done with Walmart when it comes to collecting my Star Wars stuff. I am going to Target from here on out. I am thoroughly disappointed with you, Walmart. And I even called them out on Facebook. I even freaking took a post of the empty damn shelves if you want to see him find me on facebook go take a look and get angry like i am okay did did you tweet about it did you tweet face them no i facebooked it i didn't tweet face i should have tweet face oh tweet face gets you a lot better quicker response but oh well all right okay so sorry are you sorry. feeling better sorry are you feeling better i got the rant off my chest uh i did find a mandalorian six inch black at target so i'm happy about that but Prescott Target, thank you very much for participating in Triple Force Friday. All the Walmarts, screw you guys. I probably should stop shopping at you, period, but you're so damn convenient because you're right next to my house. <laughs> so, all right, back on back on to Alien and not the Star Wars aliens. Woo. All right. Rant over. So, uh, <laughs> speaking about uh, getting stuff off your chest, Matt, in the chest bursting scene <laughs> of Alien. Dude, <laughs> that was one of your best transitions ever. Yeah, thanks. Oh, that was so uh, good. <laughs> so, in that scene, like, it still looks pretty good. The, the only part that's a little weird is after the alien gets out and he runs off. That looks a little dated as far as the effects. But knowing that this was made when it was made, you know everything had to be practical because they didn't have any like real good CGI stuff. Well, where did he get the top hat and start dancing is my question. <laughs> That's a different movie, Matt. Oh, oh, I was wondering why um, What's-His-Face di- didn't say, oh, no, not again. <laughs> was that was that space balls? Yeah, dude, and yeah, he's yeah, it's yeah. the same actor, and he's yeah. I love that he like looks up and the aliens like dancing and like singing. He's like, oh no, not again! I loved it. It was so funny. God, I love Spaceballs. Such a good movie. Anyways, 
No, that was that's one thing you have to applaud these older sci-fi films or just older films in general when they get the practical effects right and they look really good. Yes, they're a little dated because it's all practical, but I mean, gosh, dude, the alien really was a dude and it looks phenomenal. The creature looks magnificent. They even got the the double mouth coming out like really good. I just uh, the xenomorph is just wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was e- even the um, the uh, robot scenes were kind of fun, you know, like with the uh, when the robot once uh, the objective is found and and uh, you know Sawarni's uh, Weaver's character uh, is is uh confronting the robot guy about you know his mission or whatever and then you find out that they didn't know he was a robot and then he starts like malfunctioning and stuff uh that stuff was even pretty cool like when they like put him back together and stuff like and he's all broken you know what i'm talking about right yeah um and that's um um ian home right yeah 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 and he's uh and she's like sitting there like beating on his head and stuff and he's all like pulled apart and like i didn't realize it um maybe it's because i watched it on i think it was blu-ray i don't know i don't remember i watched it on a physical you know media and i noticed when he starts breaking like he's starting to sweat and i'm like why is his sweat white and i'm like oh i've never noticed that before that was so neat i didn't even realize that it was white it was white because that was like the whatever the the yeah whatever is robot juice or <laughs> robot whatever juice. <laughs> robot fuel. I don't know, man. I like robot when juice. he's all torn a, when he's all torn apart. There's like white like liquid everywhere, like like robot blood, kind of. I guess I don't know. No, dude, I like robot juice better. <laughs> all right, robot juice it is. Um, yeah. So this movie, uh. I love the creative way because, like, um, I was reading some trivia about it and everyone's like, why? You know, to make sure that everyone in the audience wasn't like, why don't they just shoot it? They're like, oh, no, it has acid for blood. And when they, they showed that uh, the, the acid scene, oh, that was that was fun. Dude, that was like, really, really cool. I mean, they're trying to pull it off of his head and he... You know, all they did was just cut one of the face huggers legs, like just a little bit. And the acid just like literally goes through what? Four floors. Yeah. I think it was at least three, three decks or whatever. They like ran down. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, Dude. That's, I mean that it just makes it like the ultimate, you know, defense mechanism. It really does. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I wouldn't be shooting or messing with anything with that either. Mm -mm. No, sir. So, all right, Mike, well, what do you think about the uh, modern day films and how it relates to the original Alien? You know, Prometheus and, um, was the other one Covenant? Yeah, Alien Covenant. Yeah. <sighs> do, you, okay. do you think that's like um, another universe? Because I know you're a hardcore Alien fan. So do you feel like most hardcore no, fans that you got, you know, like stabbed in the back or? I just feel like. So it was really cool. There's all kinds of new visuals and a lot of like the spaceships and stuff were really cool. The stuff that I didn't like was it's just 
there wasn't much of a good story. So with Prometheus, like it seemed like it was going to be really cool, but nothing. I don't know. In my mind, what I guess I was expecting, maybe I built this up too much. I was just expecting something neater than what happened. And it was kind of weird. And, and then um, with Alien Covenant, I was like, oh, well, maybe they'll fix it now. And then it got even like, <sighs> I don't know. They even had characters that seemed like they were the same characters from Alien. Like they had a woman in Alien Covenant who looked like Sigourney Weaver, kind of. I know, I right? Like, I'm like, well, come on, man. Yeah. Like, uh, I, uh, I don't know. That's the stuff I didn't like. Um, so, all right, all right, all right. How's this? Since we're playing 20 questions. Out of all the alien films ever produced, which one's your favorite? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so, probably Aliens, which is directed by James Cameron and... I think I just like it because it's like a combination of space, military, and like sci-fi stuff. And there's so many more aliens. Oh, I loved like being under siege by aliens, although extremely frightening, was such a cool like concept for a movie. Very cool. All right, Mike. Well, let's do it. I'm going to ask you another question since we're at 20 questions. Okay. You ready? This one's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard for you, but you found it for Jaws. I know you can find it for this 70s-based movie. How does 1979's Alien relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oof. Man. Uh, yeah. So that's always uh, something that we try and do, and uh, this one was was difficult, but I was successful. <laughs> I was actually surprised, because I kind of got through a lot of stuff and didn't find anything. Or actually, unfortunately, a lot of people had already passed away, even before MCU started, so I'm like, oh, I can't look at their profile. Personally, I'm kind of shocked Sigourney Weaver has not been in a Marvel movie yet. Even as like a side character, I'm really surprised she hasn't been in one yet. Because I mean, she's no. she's like a nerd goddess. I mean, come on, Alien, Ghostbusters, Cabin in the Woods, just to name a few. I mean, she is nerd freaking royalty. Yeah, Avatar. I Avatar? guess I don't know if that's yep. so nerdy. No, but, dude, yeah. that's nerdy. Yeah, it might be the biggest grossing movie ever until recently. It's still a pretty dang nerdy movie. You know, Dancing with Smurfs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dancing with Smurfs, definitely. Um, well, so for the MCU tie-in, there was a concept artist who worked for Alien, and his name was Chris Ross, and he also worked on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice, dude, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked you found it. I really thought the streak was going to come to an end. Dude, I was I was a little worried. I mean, picking an older movie like that, I was worried. But I really wanted to do it for the 40-year anniversary. I mean, how cool is that? It's still pretty good. Like, yeah, it's dated. But, man, it's still scary. It's still really just well done. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great film. It really is. It really is. 
All right, so since we've already spoiled you know, most of it, I mean, it's a 40-year-old film. I hope you've seen it by now. If not, you need to go watch it because it's fun. It's cool. It's entertaining. It is fun and cool. And like Wrigley Scott has given us quite a few good movies, and this is uh, just one of them. But, I mean, he's done Gladiator and, I mean, all kinds of movies. He's He has a huge, huge resume, but... Anyway, this was one of his earlier movies, and this one's awesome. So I got a question for you, Mike. Yes. He's no longer with us now. Do you think Harry Dean Stanton ever aged? Because that dude straight up looked the same in like every single movie I've ever seen him do. He's always looked the same. He's always looked kind of kind of crotchety and bitter and old. Is that like the key to looking, you know, one way your whole life is you just got to be bitter, crotchety? I don't know. You're right, though, man. He just always looks the same in everything he's in. So maybe we just only saw him from that moment where he looked like that? Yeah. Maybe he's just been like, you know, 50 for like most of his life. Yeah. Some people are born and they look, you know, really young and they're like baby face. Maybe he was like 50 face. He's one of my favorites, though, in this in this movie. I mean, him and uh, um, oh, here I'm gonna pull up IMDb and I'll look at his name here. Um, uh, I think it's uh, Yafet Koto. Yeah, they both play like the blue collar workers or the grunt work. They're the guys that got to fix the ship, and all they're concerned with is getting a bigger cut so that they're even with everyone else. I just love oh, that. Yeah, I yeah. Love they're that. always asking for more money. They're like, uh, "Is this gonna pay us more?" Yeah. They're like, "Oh no, no, we don't need to go and you know check on this distress call." Wait, do we get paid more? Is our cut bigger? <laughs> so, what about uh, Sigourney Weaver in the days of her being a sex object? Um, it's that sometimes it's kind of i forgot about you know how scantily clad she is uh at the end of this like she's pretty much naked yeah dude it kind of caught me by surprise because i i didn't remember that at all again the last time i probably have seen this was probably high school well then that yeah that's good man it gets you another fresh perspective of and it. i've never really ever thought of sigourney weaver as like a sex object ever because Growing up, you know this. I'm sure our listeners probably know this. I am a fairly big fan of Ghostbusters, not at the level of Star Wars, but I, when I was a kid, Ghostbusters was my thing. Like I had the Ecto One, I had everything. I dressed up as you know, straight up stra- out of Stranger Things, man. I was a Ghostbuster for Halloween multiple years. I, I I loved Ghostbusters, and so I always saw Sigourney Weaver from Ghostbusters. Never Aliens, never you know, and she. Yeah, she was kind of a, a sex object back in Ghostbusters days, but I never thought of it like that because I was a kid. Now I'm much older, and I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, no, she, um, yeah, they're using her for eye candy for sure. Uh, yeah, there it, it it's a little, like, I was like, I don't, like, I was even thinking while I was watching it, I was like, did did she need to be naked? But at the same time... I'm a dude, so I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> but- <laughs> well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, when she was taking off her clothes and getting down to her skivvies, she was going to climb inside the uh, the chamber thing for when they're going like long distances and they, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the like hyper sleep right. stuff. Yeah. Whatever 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 it's called. Yeah, because in the you know, towards the beginning they all come out of that and everyone's just in their chonies. Yes. Yes, that's true. And then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I guess they could have done it in a different way where she wasn't quite all the way ready or whatever, but uh, yeah. It's true. Well, I guess she wasn't all the way ready this time, but... So, all right, Mike, well, uh, um, do you, you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, I went first the last time, Matt. Why don't we get your rating on it? Let's get a fresh take. Someone who hasn't seen it since they were in high school, which was like a few years ago. Yeah, like so, two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah, like, like yeah. I'm trying to hit that millennial market. So I might be a little rougher than I should have been just because it has aged quite a bit. But it, again, it wasn't as bad. Maybe I'm just being mean. I don't know. But I do. I I did enjoy this film. I have, you know, a set of the other ones and I need to catch up and watch them again. That's what I need to do is just sit down and like power through all the alien films because it's been so long. But, um, I still enjoyed it. I still think it's a really good film. I just feel it's aged and I don't know. I'm probably being too harsh, but I give it four out of five reels. Nice, man. When you're harsh, I like how it's four reels. <laughs> well, I, you um, know, I mean, this is like a pinnacle. This is a masterpiece kind of thing. I mean, it's 40 years old and we're still talking about it. We don't talk about 40 year old movies that often. So there's a reason why well, we're talking about that's it. That's true. You know? Yeah, no, that's true. So that's I sure. kind of feel yeah. bad downgrading it because it's didn't age as well as I hoped. I, I did that recently for you know um, the Rock, if you remember. I oh yeah, I was like, well, it didn't age as well as I remember. And again, that it really sh- I shouldn't be doing that. I should just be watching it as it is. But it's hard not to, especially when it's ingrained in your head when you saw it when you were much younger than you are now. You know, I mean, two or three years ago. So. <laughs> you're right anyways all right mike well how many reels do you give uh alien uh so i'm going to give alien uh four and a half reels out of five uh it is really a well done movie and it does show its age a little bit because it was made in the 70s but uh the story is fantastic uh the cinematography is great it's just it was just a good well-made horror movie but it's also space like i don't know the space thing kind of gets to me because it's like that's even makes it creepier because you're kind of like you are alone like the tagline is perfect no one can hear you scream in space like that's i don't know whoever came up with that but man that was a good one so seriously it's honestly one of the best taglines for a movie i mean it embodies this whole film it really does yeah, I was like, man, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I really like that. Um, you know, this it, it has fire, it has all kinds of things. It's it's a fun, uh, kind of crazy adventure. Um, and I really liked it. Well, all right, Mike. You want to talk about what film we're seeing for next week? Our first one, not our Harvest Horror Fest one. We're keeping that to ourselves. Right, right. Uh, so we are planning to review for next week uh, the latest Will Smith movie, uh, Gemini Man. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see if it's some good uh, angly uh, sci-fiction uh, or science fiction or if it's just going to be one of the weird angly movies. I am 
holding out hopes that uh, Will Smith does a good job. And it's not as bad as that uh, Netflix movie, Bright Star. Is that what it was, Bright Star? No, Bright. Just Bright, yeah. I like that movie. I so. like the premise of that movie. I don't know. Bright was pretty rough, dude. It's, it was pretty rough. That's fine, man. You know, we don't have to like everything. I, I like the premise. I like the story. I like the the world building, especially I like the world building, but I don't know, man. It was pretty rough. It was pretty gosh darn yeah. rough. Yeah, so like for Ang Lee, like the 2003 Hulk wasn't very good. But then he came back at us with Brokeback Mountain, which was great. Um, weird, I mean, sad, but great, great movie. And then, you know, he did a couple other movies that I'm not going to talk about. And then he did Life of Pi, which was really good and just crazy visuals. Awesome. And then he did this movie called Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. I watched that. It was terrible. So, I think he's on, this should be a good one. It, it's the rotation of the good Ang Lee movie, then. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, because it's like every other one kind of thing. Well, I mean, the plot of it is fascinating. Everybody loves a good Hitman movie. And it's interesting that it's a Hitman versus a younger clone of himself. Yeah, no, it seems like it should be cool. Uh, I guess it's just going to be how the story is. Right, Matt? Like you always harp on. It's always the story. The story is, you know, one of the biggest factors of a film for me. The visuals might be great. The acting might be great. But if the story's shit, it's the movie's shit. I'm sorry. Yep, I agree. All right, Mike. Well, you got anything else? Uh, No, no, Matt. I I think you can take us out of here and... uh, uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed this uh, first episode on the the Harvest Horror Fest, and uh, we have several more coming your way for October. So, thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Real Film Nerds podcast. Make sure and like, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. Tell your friends, or don't tell your friends. I don't know. We're trying to get a, get word out there as always. So if you do us a favor, tell your friends, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps a lot. Or Apple Podcasts, I think is what they call it now. Yes. Going with that. Yes. I don't know. I'm not an Apple people. So do all that next week, Gemini Man. And if we can, we're going to continue the Harvest Horror Fest. I'm sure we can. We just might be a little more tired than usual. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will chat at you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.